Welcome to the Hidden Acres Podcast, coming to you from Hidden Acres Christian Center in Dayton, Iowa. We're your hosts, Eric Smith and Taylor Muggy, and this is Season 2, Episode 4, an interview with our good friend, Brock Youngren. Love Brock Youngren. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by Youngren's Moving Company. Need help moving? We'll give you a hand. All right, now on to the interview. But first, before we get to that interview with Brock, uh, tell us a little bit about Brock Youngren. Yeah, he's the lead pastor at Algona E-Free Church in mm. Algona, Iowa. It's a good um, church. Great church. A lot of summer staff over the years. That's right. Which has been cool. It's a great little town. This is actually recorded this spring. Uh, I forget. It was before summer camp, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and so Brock talks about speaking at summer camp mm. this summer. He spoke at our uh, horse camp. Yeah, uh, he loves horses. Horse camp, loves horses, loves campers, mm. loves the Bible. Loves the Lord. Loves the Lord. He did a great job. He did. Uh, he was actually at camp to work on a book about his discipleship model and the oh, yeah. ministry uh, that he does at his church. Uh, extremely passionate about discipleship. Mm-hmm. It was awesome to to hear his heart and to hear uh, what he's doing and how he's uh, modeled discipleship in his church. It was yeah. really cool. And so in this interview, he's going to talk a lot about his background, how he got kind of into ministry, and how he ended up at Algona. Uh, but also, he actually gives us a little bit of a, a, a teaser into how his discipleship model works. Uh, and it sounds really cool, actually. It sounds yeah. really amazing. I'm going to buy the book. I'm going to be the oh, first one. As soon as it comes available. Pre-order. Brock, put me down for a pre-order. Put me on the list. <laughs> I'll come get it from your house <laughs> if I have to. Do you know where he lives? I could figure it out. All right. Without further ado, on to the interview with Brock Youngren. All right. Welcome, Brock Youngren. Uh, first up, just tell us a little bit about where you're from. Where are you now? How'd you get there? Okay. So I am in Algona, Iowa, which is a sort of 45 minutes north of Fort Dodge. How we got here is I got a call absolutely out of the blue Mm. from one of the elders at our church while I lived in Nebraska that said, hey, we have three people that were interested in being the pastor of our church, and you're the top of the three. Wow. I'd never heard of Algona in my life at this point. (laughs) Not many people have, to be honest. But but then to be called by somebody from that church and say, hey, here's here's where we're at. We want you to be here. Hmm. I was like, how did you get my name? So anyway, uh, so that's how we ended up in Algona. How we ended up in ministry uh, I have an undergrad degree in biology, so mm. I had no desire to go into ministry. Delicious, Never thought about biology. it once. I know. I love it. Tried to get into to dental school. Dental school is crazy hard to get into. Way harder than medical school because there's just fewer dental schools around. Mm. God just didn't open that door. So mm. Allison and I had been spending some time praying and asking God what it is he wanted us to do. And while she was at work one day, she worked at our church. And while I was at work one day, she had a, a strong sense that I should we should go to seminary. Forget the mm. dental school stuff, go to seminary. You were married at this point? Yeah. So she said, God, if that's really what you want, you need to convince Brock of this. It can't be me. So that morning, zero contact between us. Hmm. I'm sitting at my desk I and like I randomly come across... I like where this is going. <laughs> yeah, I randomly come across a pen that said... It actually was for Southern Seminary, but I had never heard of it. It was Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville. I was like, what is this? I can hardly say these words. <laughs> and um, But I was really Louisville. bored where I was. And so I found this pen, looked it up, and I was like, I think that's what I should do. Hmm. I, I've seen the ability to help people, engage with people. And I thought to myself, good Lord, how am I supposed to tell my wife? <laughs> <laughs> right? So I, I went home that night, and she comes in. I was like, hey, how was your day? She's like, my day was interesting. How was your day? I was like, my day was interesting. <laughs> She's like, well, tell me about it. I was like, uh-uh, you tell me. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> she was like, no, you tell me. We go back and forth on this, right? And finally, yeah. she looks at me, and she goes, Brock? I will not tell you what went on in my day until you tell me what went on in yours. <laughs> All right. So I told her and she's like, well, here's the deal. When I was praying this morning, this is the conviction I had. Hmm. And I'm sure this is what we're supposed to do. 
That was the beginning of June, 2005. Okay. By the 12th of July, we were accepted to both Dallas Theological and Denver Seminary. The only seminary I knew in existence was Dallas Theological. Mm. So the, the, I called a pastor from where we were in college. Talking to him, he suggested Denver. So we checked it out and we ended up going to Denver Seminary. So mm. we went from dental school bound. So, so this is June when it starts. By August of that summer, we're in Denver to start school. Mm. I have no idea <laughs> what I'm doing. I mean, none. And so we end up in Denver three years of school later, where we get done and then Nebraska. And we really, really hate ministry for the first two years. Yeah. Uh, what we did was a lot of programs. Uh, and we even sat down and made all of our programs really purposeful. You were doing youth ministry at yep. the time? I sat down one summer, the summer of 2010, I think, and spent a long time trying to figure out why do I hate what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. So I spent three months working through what would it take for, for me to not hate it? And that's where we, we really landed on this discipling model. So anyway, that's really what got us to Algona was that process. The elders got a hold of some stuff that I'd put on uh, with a group several years prior. They got their hands on this stuff and then, and then ended up with us in Nebraska or, or from Nebraska to Iowa. So they just heard about what you were doing. They liked it. They reached out out of the blue yep. and then you went for it. Mm-hmm. So Brock, you've used the word discipleship a lot, and it seems like it's obviously a major part of your ministry. What does the word discipleship mean to you? So we have a functional definition of a disciple. So I can give you that, which will lead into what discipleship is. So so the definition that we use is that a disciple is a person who depends on the Holy Spirit to turn them into somebody who loves God with their entire, with their all their heart, soul, and mind, and in turn loves the people around them. So that's what a disciple is. What discipleship then is is we'll use Eric and I as an example. Why? Because he seems more mature than I am. Great example. Um, Great example. So discipleship is not Eric teaching me about the Bible and about how to make decisions. Mm. And that's typically what people expect. Um, there's a component of that because there's an uh, there's a an intellectual understanding that has to go on, a scriptural understanding that has to go on, but it would really be Brock is going through life. Eric has been through life. So Brock talks to Eric about life. And Eric walks through Brock's life with him. That's what discipleship is. So it's then him working in conjunction with the Holy Spirit. We're not taking any of the God components out of it. Him walking along my life to help me not just make decisions, but live a godly life. Um, So that's what discipleship is in the way we use it, which is really hard to nail down for a group of people because it's not a curriculum. We have a curriculum set up for the, for the beginning process because there's a relationship that has to develop there. So we have a 16-session, well, it's really a 24-session um, discipling um, system that we walk through. And it's a uh, session one, you study an attribute of God. Session two, you study an implication to life from that attribute of God. And the discipler and the disciplee are working through it together? Yep, yep, yep. The intent is to spend at least an hour a week going through this sort of thing and then whatever it takes outside of that to just engage with life, phone calls, texts. So you you study an attribute of God, then an implication to life from that attribute. And then the third time you study nothing. You read all the same scriptures that you've been reading. And the third time you come back together and say, now how did it go implementing that in your life? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really cool. So this is something you've been doing in your ministry for several years now. Um, what advice would you give to a pastor who's looking to shift to this model oh, or, or, start, <laughs> <laughs> or, or start uh, something similar in their church? Um, the church needs to be truly 
committed to it before you start jumping into it. Or at least the leadership of the church needs to be truly committed to it because it is going to suck for a while. Mm. And people are going to feel like you're not doing anything. Why are we even paying you as a pastor? You're not doing Mm. any of the stuff that we expect. (laughs) That's tough, but it's worth it to do discipleship well. Yeah. Uh, so changing gears here a little bit, Brock, because this is the Hidden Acres podcast. Oh, that's what this is? That's what this is. Oh. <laughs> uh, Brock, can you tell us how you've been involved with Hidden Acres over the years? So I've been a camp pastor here two or three times. Got it. And your kids have come here for stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, they've really enjoyed it. Isaiah is in his last year of available, like regular camp availability, yeah. um, but he's he has loved it. Our third had our first year at camp this year, and awesome. then in a couple of years, we'll start our, our two adopted kids. There you go. And so, how have you seen the impact of camp in your ministry? Uh, well, so in our ministry, that's actually an easier question than even in in our family life because mm. it's always, I mean, kids come back and and they've got this this passion and intensity, um, and it's sometimes hard to c- continue that going. Sure. Um, but uh, or harness that energy. Yeah. Just that, yeah. That. But the um, as far as the ministry goes, a lot of our kids have been on staff here. A lot of the kids at our church, uh, percentage-wise, I mean, the number of kids in our church versus the number of people in the last five years who have been on summer staff here, our percent is really high. Um, So the impact there has been immense. And that's showing the desire to be here, to be part of that. Oh, we want kids to know the gospel, but not only know the gospel to save them, but know the gospel to help them grow um, that's, that's been the biggest thing that we've seen. And we see a lot of, uh, ability to interact with that then as a body, when those kids come back and have those conversations, mm. because the kids can come back from camp and tell people at church, all the things that we've been saying, but they were at camp and heard this and engaged with right. it. And so now everybody listens better. They heard it from a college kid who they see as the coolest person in the world. Yep. Yep. And, and since the kid is telling them that, the, the people who are like, oh, I've known you since you're two, I right. want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> oh, I find that challenging now to me. You know, it's almost because they don't see them as coming in to tell them something. Uh, they see them coming in to be this little kid, and then they're not a little kid. Yeah. They have adult ideas and adult understandings. And, and that's, really, that's really been the biggest ministry impact that we've seen. That's cool. And maybe they've got a new perspective mm-hmm. that they picked up. And a much more focused perspective, yeah. especially the kids who are here all summer. They have that, that okay, I just spent the summer doing this. Now I'm mm-hmm. back and you're telling me that I should only think about this on Sunday mornings. You know, <laughs> Even if you're not telling me that, that's the idea that yeah. I'm getting. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. So then they interact with it on that way. That's cool. What are you excited about for the next year? Uh, really, the, the biggest one is getting back to some level of health. Mm. So, so I had a finger injury. Nobody on the podcast would be able to understand um, without saying something. So I had a finger injury, took three months. My finger got incredibly infected. It ended up getting cut off. Um, and I'm now finally getting healthy. So I'm excited the next year to have a healthy life, even if it's, I mean, it's going to be different. Sure. But, but to have a healthy life, there were three very, very, very dark months for my mm-hmm. family in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so looking forward to just having some of that. Um, I'm excited about just some possibilities that our church has that, that I can't really say anything about. Exciting possibilities, moment. though. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm actually really excited about being here at camp this summer. It's going to be great. So, yeah, especially the horse thing. I mean, you know me, but I grew up on a horse mm-hmm. ranch, so I'm excited about that. I can still ride with only nine fingers. There you go. Or 9.1 fingers. <laughs> um, and so I, I'm really, really excited about that and, and engaged in that way. So That's cool. Wow, that was, that was awesome. A lot of good food for thought. What a good interview. Great guy. 
Love that guy. Love Brock. It was fun to sit down and talk to him. It was great to edit this now, like listen to it again, months after the actual recording. I picked up so much more that I missed the first time. So it was great. Thanks again, Brock, for sitting down with us, uh, for letting us hear a little bit about your heart for discipleship. Mm -hmm. uh, And thanks for your support of our ministry over the years. Big supporter of Hidden Acres. And thanks to you, everyone, for listening to this episode. I hope you got as much out of it as we did. A reminder that today's episode is brought to you by Youngren's Moving Company. When you need help moving heavy appliances, don't put yourself in danger. Put us in danger. Youngren's Moving Company will give you a hand. To find out more about Hidden Acres, visit hacamps.org or look us up on social media. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at camp. I'm going to head out. I got an interview. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. At you, 12 or 1230? 12-ish. Uh, yeah. If you want to... I'll just make it sound like you're here. Yeah. I'll, I'll do your voice. Hey. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> uh, Good question, Taylor. <laughs> it's spot on. They're not going to be able to tell the difference. <laughs>